Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to the show. Today, I want to go through my top do's and don'ts in general for health, fitness, wellness, all around. So these are going to hopefully apply to most, if not all of you. So I don't want to waste any of your time. Let's get right into it. The first thing, and I see this all the fucking time, I see this more often than probably anything else on this list 10 times over. Don't overhaul. There is no reason that you're going to wake up tomorrow and to live a completely different life than the one you've currently had set up. There's no reason that all of a sudden you're going to be this person that wakes up at 5 a.m. and only eats lettuce and does this and and all of the things that you had already set into place, like your family and your job and all of these things that you have set up in your life, those cannot all be overhauled all at once and you expect to sustain it. That is a great way to just kind of feel like you failed, even if you didn't. I beg of you to stop trying to change everything at once. This overhaul everything, I'm going to be a completely new person tomorrow, nothing from my previous life, like that person is dead. It's it's just not sustainable. Like there's a reason your life is set up the way it is. It's a series of habits and preferences and all of these things. And you're not going to suddenly have none of those habits or preferences and trying to go against all of them at once. Ooh, it doesn't go so well. Instead, I always recommend small tweaks. Look at your life. Look at everything you do day to day. In each of those areas, how can you improve by 1%? If you currently do not go to the gym at all, what is one day a week that you could go to the gym and commit to going to the gym and like actually make sure you show up? One day. There's 52 more workouts that year than you would have done if you just didn't work out. That's a big deal. And people don't realize how much just that can do. Find the things you want to improve and look at how you're currently doing them. Change just small things about it. You will see it add up. It's not going to be this big dramatic thing, but you will see it add up. So don't overhaul. Do small tweaks. Next, do not drink the Kool-Aid. Do not make this new whatever it is your whole personality. That's actually a great litmus test. If you try CrossFit, the people that I see come into the gym And they are so gung-ho CrossFit, they can't even fucking take it. They are not the people I see one year down the line still in the gym. And it's unfortunate because the people that are most excited actually aren't the people that last. And that really sucks. So why? Why is this the case? When people drink the Kool-Aid, the kind of all gear and no idea situation, if something becomes your whole personality in under six months, you're probably doing it at a rate that is not sustainable. When you become the, I want to go to the CrossFit Games and I'm going to, and whatever extreme of whatever situation, it can be a diet, it can be a way of doing things, it can be anything. This extreme approach is essentially the first do and don't, just like remixed. It's really not that different. If you are obsessed with something, please do not suddenly change everything around that thing. It's a really good sign that you probably are not in a super healthy relationship with that thing. And that doesn't mean you have to stop by any means, but just keep an eye on it. It's not normal to have something kind of entrench you like that, that quickly. You can really, really like something. That's not what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about is you are just going balls to the wall with no idea what you're doing and you think you have a really good idea of what you're doing. Research coaches. So if you want a six pack, don't look at the person with a six pack and listen to what they're saying. 
number one, they're probably selling you something. And number two, unless they're the dude, it's not going to be your best advice. So instead, look for the people that got that guy, the six pack. That's who you want to listen to on YouTube, on in podcasts, anything like that. Find the people that are responsible for the people that are fun to follow on Instagram. That is probably the best advice I could possibly give you. When you are researching and into something and in a rabbit hole of this new thing, if you can find the background crew of the entertainment, aka the guy on Instagram who's flexing in the mirror, who the fuck is his coach? What is this program he follows? What are those people saying are the correct things to do? And not, what are they doing? I should follow it. That's not what I'm saying. Not even fucking close. I'm saying, go now consume their coach's content because their coach is probably well-versed enough to also be able to give you approaches that make sense for you, not the entertainment on Instagram. This is a very, very prominent thing. We all look at these people doing burpee backflips and we're like, that's fucking dope. Like that guy probably can help me. Like, no, that guy might not be able to help you at all. He might be able to, but you know who can almost definitely help you? And even for complete free for any content, like anybody that is putting stuff out that's responsible for these athletes, that's who you want to follow. Anybody who has done something long enough that there's other people that are just great examples of their work, that is a person that you want to listen to. Don't listen to whoever the fuck on the internet that's probably trying to sell you something. Next, do not assume expertise. (laughs) I call this peak stupid. I don't actually call this peak stupid. That's a ridiculous thing to say. Several people call this peak stupid on the Dunning-Kruger curve. If you have not seen it, Google it. It's hilarious. It applies to absolutely everything. And Most of us begin in most things at peak stupid. Peak stupid is at the top of this graph, right? Peak stupid is having no idea that you have no idea and you're just fucking jazzed. This looks like somebody that starts a new workout regimen and is like three months in is like, I should fucking coach and compete and I'm, I should, I got this. They don't even understand what they don't understand. They're training for like an hour a day, three days a week. And they're like, yeah, like I'm going to. And it's like, no, the people that are doing that are training two a days for three hours each session, six days a week. That's not the same. Like you have no idea what you don't know. So as a general rule of thumb, after doing something consistently, like no big breaks, no weird, like were we broken up? No, like doing anything in health and wellness consistently for like three-ish years, that's when you're allowed to have an opinion. That's when you're allowed to tell others to have an opinion. After three years of consciously consuming content, consuming knowledge, consuming education, and consuming the actual experience of doing the thing, that's when you're allowed to have an opinion. After that, five years of doing that, like fucking intentionally doing that, like actually intentionally, that's when you're allowed to preach about it. I think people have turned these standards into months instead of years, and that is why the internet is the way it is and honestly why i have a job like let's be real i just fix people that other people fucked up so instead let's all understand who is gonna fuck us up and who is not and don't be that guy don't be that guy do check your ego it is fine to be excited it is fine to be really enamored with something and really fascinated and wanting to learn and all of that but don't think that that means anything about you because it doesn't I am a big, big believer that confidence is competence. Like you should have proof that you can competently do these things and you shouldn't speak on things that you haven't had experience doing. If you've never taken someone to nationals and powerlifting, why the fuck are you telling a national level powerlifter that you can be their coach? You 
you have no proof. And if you're not being upfront about that, they have a very different expectation. That is concerning. So checking your ego really in action looks like if someone with a lot more experience is telling you you're overdoing it or that's too heavy for you or that's not going to last. Don't don't cut out all of this food group like you're going to have a really hard time because X, Y, Z. Don't blah, blah, blah. And they have years of experience on you and like they have that proof. Listen to them. They're probably right. And if you're really unsure if they're right, go check it. Go background check against those same coaches that I talked about before. This thing where people assume, no, I'm different. I'm a special snowflake. No, I I know you're supposed to have 10 strict pull-ups before you do anything kipping for, you know, shoulder safety, but I'm the fucking best. So I don't need to do that. Like you're not excluded. No one is. Like this is the cost to entry to do things safely. This is the cost to entry to you know, sustain a healthy way of eating. This is the cost of entry. But the cost of entry shouldn't actually be like your shoulder health or your sanity or like an eating disorder. Like those are not normal consequences. And people just assume like, I I won't have that. Like, no, no, no. Like for me, no, no, not for you. And unfortunately, we all feel like this. Like I still do. Everyone does this, by the way. This is not like some high horse talk. I'm here with you. Everyone at some point goes, but I like it's your ego talking to you. And it's so, so, so hard to question the things that we never thought to question. But it's a great way to get yourself hurt. It's a great way to get yourself into an unsustainable way of eating. It's a great way to introduce yourself to a lifestyle that you are just set up to feel like you failed, even if it was completely a ridiculous expectation in the first place. That is what checking your ego is. It's not, you know, not putting 500 pounds on the bar is not putting 500 pounds on the bar if you have no prior anything that would tell you that that's the right thing to do just be logical right so the next thing is contradicting your priorities or values with your goal you cannot do this so let's start with priorities when you do those things that is the most important thing to you by the way you only get three priorities if you don't know why listen to literally any of my other episodes i'm sick of talking why you only get three priorities if you have more than three, they are not priorities. They're just random things distracting you. So because you can only have three priorities, when you contradict those priorities with your fitness, wellness, diet, anything plan, what does that look like? You cannot be a person that one of your top priorities is your kids and family dinner is very important every single night and you guys eat dinner around five and have a 5 p.m. workout suddenly planned that that's what you're going to start doing it directly contradicts a value your likelihood of success essentially goes to zero so how do we actually figure this out we are going to take your values your priorities the things that matter to you most what do you value above anything else you'd get the phone call and say yep i'm going to come pick up my kid because he needs me and my kid is my top priority you're probably not going to pick up the phone and go shit 4 p.m workout class screw this job i'm out that's that'll tell you very, very quickly if there's an emergency, what takes priority. Once you have those things, compare against what your plan is. If your plan is to work out at 5 p.m. Oh, and then like you'll actually have to do more office work after that because you'll have to leave early and like then, you know, you won't really spend, you know, TV time together after we all usually watch a movie. These things bleed. They bleed in. And the more you can set yourself up so that nothing negatively interacts with your priorities, 
that is going to push you towards your goals. That is how you succeed. If every single time you're at the gym at 5 p.m., you're like, I should totally be home with my kids. That's not going to last very long. You're going to have this negative feedback loop. Your wife's probably going to be like, why aren't you home for dinner? Like all of these things are going to push you farther from that habit. The more we're punished for something, the less we're going to do it. It doesn't matter who you are, how much willpower you have. So instead, what if we decided working out before work? That makes a lot of sense. I'll have to go to bed a half hour earlier, but everyone's kind of sleepy and whatever at that time. That's okay. That will work better for my priorities. Suddenly, you have something here that you can actually succeed in reasonably and nothing else has to change. People just don't even dig deep enough to consider these things. So instead, I want you to identify as and prioritize according to your values. This is also how you can assess what you're doing and what the plan is. So if you identify as someone who is lazy and you are never going to be a workout person, I could never go to the gym all the time. Oh, I could never go for walks at lunch. You're not going to be a person that goes to the gym or goes for walks at lunch ever. You're just not. Like it's not something that you believe about yourself. So you have to really be conscious about this, especially if you have a long way to go. If you're very far from the lifestyle you want right now, There is a ton of self-talk that you have to audit and shut down and be like, I'm not fucking lazy. I work all day. I'm just tired. It's okay to work out tired. I can be tired. I can still do things tired. Changing those beliefs is like the most important message I can give you. Your beliefs cannot contradict your goals if you expect to reach your goals, but then sustain them. Tons of people reach their goals unsustainably. Tons, the, the millions every day reach their goals completely unsustainably. I see very, very few of those people sustain it three, six, 12 months, like not a shot. Those things wither away very quickly. Maybe the person that lost 100 pounds in four months is going to get the most recognition. The person that lost it over the course of two years, that person will still be down 100 pounds two years after that. Like almost guaranteed if that was a steady rate of progress. That's insane. And people just don't even think about it. They're like, no, right now. Right now is all that matters. Like what if you didn't have to fucking start right now ever again? Like what is that worth? What are you giving up by not doing it sustainably? You're giving up the piece every Sunday that you have to start again on Monday that like nobody can live with that sort of stress all the time and then expect themselves to succeed we all have lives and things we do so i will leave you with this if you take anything from this episode my top do overall do understand what your priorities and values are and what your priorities and values within your plan have to coincide with so If you really value feeling really sweaty after a workout and it was a lot of fun, you're probably going to have to go to a group class, but you're going to have to find a time that works and doesn't interfere with dinner. Those things that you value and you know work for you are where we want to focus our attention. Then I also want you to figure out what the identity is of the person that you would like to be. Do they identify as lazy? Probably not. Do they identify as someone that just can't lose weight? Well, if you want to lose weight, I hope not. Those types of things really matter. And I know it's a little woo-woo. I don't care. I so believe this. And I have done this with so many people and just seen it work that I don't care how woo-woo it is. It'd be irresponsible of me to not pass this on. It really fucking matters how you think about and talk to yourself. And it's magical when people start to really actually change it. It's crazy what happens. If you got anything from this episode and you could leave it a review, I am trying to help 1 million people simplify their health and fitness routines. So 
reviews are completely non-reciprocal. You don't get likes, you don't get comments or anything like that. It's literally completely selfless. So that is how I am choosing to measure these million people. I would really, really appreciate it. And otherwise, I hope you guys have the most amazing day. I hope that you don't do any of the don'ts and you do all the do's. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye, guys. Thank you.